Why can't I try on now? It now it's not letting me try it to send it as an iMessage. I'm gonna get pissed. Phones are weird. Well, mine especially. Phones are not nearly as weird as what I saw on the way to your house, Erin. Would you see? I was coming here. I got to the stoplight off the exit where you, the exit where you live. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like this beater car behind me, which do what you gotta do. He gets really close because we're sitting at a stoplight. We're stopped. He opens his door, makes eye contact, puts both hands on the ground <gasps> while his body is in the car. I don't know if he kisses the ground or I put that detail in, but in my head, he kisses the ground. Oh, no. Looks me, because, like, at this point, I'm not even pretending not to stare. I'm just in my, like, rear view mirror, like, what are you? Is this behind you? Yeah. So you'd think I could have just did the eyes, but I couldn't. In the driver's seat. He was the driver. Was he, are you sure he didn't vomit? I saw no vom. That for sure I know. No fluids came out. Because I was like, maybe he's pouring out a drink. Don't be a weirdo. Yeah. But then I saw his face get, like. Even most people do it by the window, though. I don't open the car door when I'm driving and jump the liquid. Part of me like, is your car okay, bro? Like, like did you oh, almost not make it? Because your car? Yeah. Or are you like, I'm so grateful to make it to the stoplight. <laughs> it was like what you would see in a movie, like, land! <laughs> oh my god. It was Jack Sparrow! Kind of. I was like, what is going on? That is so weird. Yes. Yes, it is. Hmm. Okay, well. Yeah. He didn't yeah. follow me here, so that's good. <laughs> Thank goodness. You are didn't you bring sure? him here. <laughs> Come on down! Yeah. <laughs> He's our special guest today. What are you talking about? He's presenting for me. Yeah. Well, we had to have a special guest since we don't have one anymore. Because Spooter's still gone. No, I think he's in there somewhere. He's not! Aaron, I you, you don't can... know. He's still in the walls somewhere. You killed him. Because he literally and went like skirt, skirt. To you? No, it's not comforting okay, at all. Okay, I was like, you're saying it like you're proud. I would no. be terrified. I'm I mean, just letting you know. Fine. That's like fine. Hopefully. Unless he's having little babies back then. I don't really know. Maybe... Scooter is a girl. <laughs> Are you hearing any like oh R and B music at the nighttime? <laughs> Tiny little legs and oh, you know ew, in ew, the ew, walls ew. in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine that as a horror movie? Arachnid. It and all its babies. And then you just hear like Jeez. <laughs> is there a movie called Spiders? I mean I wouldn't watch it, so I wouldn't know if it exists. Sorry if I just kicked you. I feel like yes. There's definitely a movie where spiders like Arachnophobia? I feel like Maybe. if that was the title, scary, that would be a good ending. Scary movie <laughs> about, not spooters. <laughs> I'm almost done with Too Hot to Handle, by the way. Almost? So I'm, not, I'm so bad. I no, that's okay. Arachnophobia! Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, shit. I made that up. Oh, camel spiders? I don't want to get close enough to a spider to know. Eight-legged freaks. <laughs> Say it to my face. Lava, lava lantula. Ah, it uh. looks like a tarantula that spews. <laughs> it's like bleh. A lava tarantula. The kingdom of spiders. That was in 1977. I'm oh. definitely writing a book. If this can become a movie, I can surely do something. 1960. Horrors of Spider Island. Oh, that sounds intriguing. Absolutely not. Would I go to Spider Island? Spider Island. I bet you that's where Scooter goes. He's to a field now. on Spider Island. <laughs> where you can just screw Rainbow Bridge. He's on Spider Island. He can run around. <laughs> With all of his legs. Oh my god. There's a 2013 movie called Big Ass Spider. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 2019. Itsy Bitsy. Ew. Gross. Oh, there is one called Arachnid. That one entices me the most. Itsy Bitsy. Arach- yeah. mm. Arachno Quake. 
Wait, how do okay, we, we stop all making fun, movies? Is it the next of, like Sharknado? That's what I was saying. We yeah. all made fun of Sharknado, and then this but it movie, went on to be so big though. But did anyone they, see Zombiever? I, no, I know what you're. You, I know what you're talking about. I don't. I've think heard I've you seen say it. it. I've heard you talk about it. It is. Is it gory? No, it's it's golden trash. Is what it is. <laughs> I've seen. Trash. Don't watch it with your parents. Oh yeah. Oh. Is it one of those like real like? Just first 10 minutes, this girl just takes her top off for no reason. I was like, yep, it's one of those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And like all the, the quote unquote zombievers, it looks like just pelts that they're just kind of throwing around the set. Like it's not, it's not really scary. Oh no. Yeah. It's like a D movie, like just yeah. random people making them, but somehow they make its way onto like Netflix or something because weird. Because it's hilarious. It's so yeah. bad. It's funny. You oh, should watch. My. I have seen Thanks Killing. That one's that one's a good one. Yep, it's a turkey that kills people. A turkey? Oh, it's even better. Yeah. Than I thought. I thought it was gonna be like a thanks. We're all gathered as a family yeah. to die. But it's like no. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. The little Wait, the little like hidden a, gems. Is you it can like find. a cooked turkey? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Like I can't. I mean, in all honesty, around. I can't remember. That could happen. <laughs> On a separate note, this year yeah. for Friendsgiving, Look, I'll make the banner. Don't. Worry oh, there's. <laughs> Who knew there was... I show up. Friends killing. Everyone's like, I hate you. (laughs) Who knew there were more than one? Oh, you can watch it. It's it's on Amazon Prime. This is the... (laughs) (laughs) A little poster of it. Oh my God, have you ever... I'm watching it. Okay, not to be a total nerd. Gobble, 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 motherfucker. Yes. (laughs) Have you ever seen uh, The Dark Crystal? No. Oh, I have not. For all of my listeners who are nerdy like me, they look like the Skeksis, so... Okay. It's an old movie, and then they redid us. They were supposed to do a whole series of it on Netflix, and I only got like one season. I don't know why, because it's beautifully beautiful That's puppetry. That's why I know. I've yeah. heard of it. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. <sighs> don't get me started. I'm very upset. We gonna get you started. It's Sinister Sunrise. Woo! I am oh, Sarah. I don't got to the number. Of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm Morgan. <laughs> Totally check us out on Spotify. I'm really scared because Erin has the game today and she's been real suspicious about it. Made us like leave the room so she could get her things together to bring down. So, Erin. Yes. Well, nothing to bring down. We're actually going to go up and do it because that was the best way I could think of doing it. If we don't come back, Erin did it. (laughs) Yes. So, we will go up and do it and I'll talk about it. We don't need to get a preview. It's a game I saw on TikTok that I would like to make for like everyone to do over at the house, but we're doing like a little DIY <laughs> version of it. But yeah, okay. we're gonna uh, okay. plan it out. Do I need a liquid? Do I need a beverage? Am no, I you don't. Dehydrate? Should I take my jewelry off? Yeah, what are we doing? Like, if you want to. Well, I'll show you. Let's go upstairs. <gasps> yeah, we'll be right back. Okay. All right, so we are back. We have finished the game. A lot of us are out of breath. <laughs> a lot, all. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I did not even play the last round of this game, and I'm out of breath. Yeah. Okay. Even with Jess, because you said you've seen the so the game. Yeah. Right. Yes. I saw on TikTok. There's 
like these squares on a board and you play either 2v2, I guess, or 4v4 and you have a shot in the middle and each time you flip the cup and you get it down, then you get to move the shot in that one direction. And then whoever it ends up with at the end, whoever gets the shot has to take a shot. We did not take a shot. Correct. (laughs) It's a little late in the day on Sunday for that. Yeah, no. Long long weekend, long weekend. But I've also seen it if it's one versus one that they use um, a a a shot luge. Is that what it's called? The thing where it's like a board and you got shots on a board and Mm -hmm. you all take it at once. Oh, they use that, but they just like use that as the spaces. So they like put it. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. So it's like either that, they either do like what you did, which was like painter's tape and made a. Yeah. We'll have a picture of it for this week. Um, But yeah. So. Yeah. We did a couple rounds. So we had Zach join it first because we were trying to figure out how it would go. And then Zach lost. Three was hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Three we. we... Unintentionally gained up on Sarah. Gained up on. Gained. Gained. Yeah. Yeah, I tried. I moved it one back for you. Aaron still got you out. I know. They looked at me and said, today's not your day. Mm-hmm. And I said, me and Spooner can go live together. <laughs> Island of Spiders. <laughs> I'm the season. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I won. Yeah, Morgan Yeah, won. it was a long, someone should have been timing that game. I don't know how long we that were doing that That felt longer than the ping pong game last yeah. week. <laughs> my legs and arms were starting to get tired. I could tell that my, like, little flips were getting worse. Yeah. Okay. I was like, Aaron oh, here we go. like in a straight Spider-Man ready crouched position the whole time. I was just like ready She was to go. below the table. I was trying yeah. to be as close to the shot and the cup as I could be. So yeah, she, was it didn't... That, she was on that cup. Crouching Aaron flipping cup. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Halloween costume. Just be a cup girl. Cup girl. Cup girl. <laughs> oh my God, you could glue them to yourself so <laughs> you'd be both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways. Uh, so I am first. Yeah, Aaron yes. is second. Yes. Sarah came in third. But valiant fight. Thank you for not saying last. Third is what I prefer. Oh, thank see. you. Try my best to be sweet. Thank y'all. So, so for this week, I went a, a little outside the box. Uh, yeah, you're excited about this one, right? Yeah. Uh, not. I mean, it's short, but I think it may bring back some fond memories for some people. Uh, it's hmm. been a long minute since I read any books so oh sorry on the pot well <laughs> i think the last time i read a book was the or the a short story was the yellow wallpaper for the podcast i read articles but that's yeah, it fair enough so i do research that counts as reading right i think it does yeah i am not a reader friends i i want to be i i i want to, i want bad. to want to be a reader yeah it's hard. So anyway, today, if you haven't heard of these books, then sorry. If you have, then I may bring you back to your childhood with In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories and Scary Stories to Tell in the yeah. Dark. Ooh. Um, the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is actually a, there's three books and I bought all three in a set. And then this one is an individual one. I'll probably read the I uh, the this one she's talking about yeah. is the in I a, can read no in or, a dark, yeah, yeah it's level reading I can read reading level two <laughs> so that means reading with help so the font mm. is very big and it's very cute it's just for children uh, the scary stories to tell in the dark uh, I know a movie recent when I say recently probably three years ago I don't know I don't keep up with within the last decade yeah within the last decade a movie came out I did not read the scary stories to tell in the dark book. 
but I know a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just going to pick one and read it. Um, and I don't know how it's going to end. So, yep. So get, bear with me. Those were always sold out in my um, elementary school library because we try and get them for sleepovers on the weekends. Oh, no yeah, you got to snag them early. Yeah. That's I funny. think I used to have that one. I think I did. Oh, okay. So this, it's like basically three sections and then there's like five or so mini stories in each section. Okay. So let's see. Where is the one I wanted to do? Okay, well, we're going to just do this. I've never read this one, so... <clears throat> oh, I just broke the spine. Here we go. Ooh, you're breaking it in. Like, really bad, though. Like, the pages might fall out. Okay. <clears throat> a young... Oh, a yeah. young girl named Morgan. Oh, oh my book. God. What if it was? Okay. Sorry, I thought I was... Re- similar plot. Okay. A young man and his wife were on a trip to visit his mother. Usually, they arrived in time for supper, but... But they had gotten a late start, and it was now getting dark. So they decided to look for a place to stay overnight and go in the morning. Just off the road, they saw a small house in the woods. Maybe they rent rooms, the wife said. So they stopped to ask. Well, I don't know why I'm laughing. Also, yeah. this, the picture is so scary. Can you imagine yeah. anyone now just being like, hmm, that's a house. I wonder if they rent rooms. Or like... Hmm, I wonder if they have a telephone I can borrow. Yeah. Even that concept alone is, like, frightening. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. I don't. I don't have a telephone. I don't have nothing. I have nothing you can borrow. Mm-hmm. You're probably a black-eyed kid. I'm not letting you into my house. Anyway. <clears throat> An elderly man and woman came to the door. Always a better sign that there's a couple, but you never know. Killer couples are out there. They didn't rent rooms, they said, but they would be glad to have them stay overnight as their guests. Creepy. Hmm. They had plenty of room, and they would enjoy the company. The old woman made coffee and brought out some cake, and the four of them talked for a while. Then the young couple were taken to their room. They again explained that they wanted to pay for this, but the old man said he would not accept any money. You can handle it with your soul. (laughs) The young couple got up early the next morning before the host had awakened. On a table near the front door, they left an envelope with some money in it for the room. Sorry, I thought the old people did. I'm with it. They left money for the old people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they went to the next town. They stopped in a restaurant for and had breakfast. When they told the owner where they had stayed, he was shocked. That, that can't be, he said. That house burned down to the ground. The man and the woman who lived there died in the fire. Oh, God. The young couple yeah. could not believe it. So they went back to the house. Only now, there was no house. All they found was a burned out shell. They stood staring up at the ruins, trying to understand what happened. Then a woman screamed. In the rubble was a badly burned table, like the one they had seen by the front door. On the table was the envelope they had left that morning. Whoa. Yeah, my first thought actually was, but they left money, so like, where did that go? Yeah. Spooky. Uh, ooh, okay, we're gonna read another one from here, because I just turned the page, and this is really spooky okay okay it's called the hearse song bring around the hearse <laughs> make sure to bring your purse <laughs> don't make a curse yeah you go ah you go <laughs> i was just jamming <laughs> um i don't know the tune to which this is supposed to be so i'm just gonna yeah. read it uh don't you ever laugh as a hearse goes by for you may be the next to die oh 
They wrap you up in a big white sheet from your head down to your feet. They put you in a big black box and cover you with dirt and rocks. Oh my god. <laughs> All goes well. Oh my god. If you don't go to hell, is that the next line? <laughs> I'll throw go- you in the well. All goes well for about a week. Then your coffin begins to leak. Oh! Oh! No! No, it does not. Ew. The worms crawl in. The worms crawl out. The worms play... I don't know how to say this word. What is that? Pinchel? Pinocle? Is that pinnacles? Is that how you say spell pinnacle? Pinnacle, yeah, I think so. Alright, sorry. Um, The worms play pinnacle in your snout. (laughs) they eat your eyes they eat your nose they eat the jelly bean between your toes can you say that into the mic again they eat the what they eat the jelly between your toes i thought it said jelly bean (laughs) i was like that's a weird place to keep a jelly bean (laughs) hey you got a snack when you got a snack all right yeah it's closed toed shoe season a big green worm with rolling eyes crawls in your stomach and out your eyes oh my god <laughs> your stomach turns a slimy green and pus pours out like whipping cream. You sp- you spread it on a slice of bread and that's what you that's what you eat when you are dead. That's a children's book. I was a little like d- d- that's a kid's book. Yeah. Oh wow, this one has actual music with it. I'm not singing that one cuz that just fucked me up real bad. Fun fact, I just finished um, Time Traveler's Guide to the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. and middle-aged doctors thought that worms were always in your body, and when you died, they just came out. Oh. So, like, when you had a toothache, they wanted you to burn these weird-smelling candles in your mouth yeah. to, like, make the worms go back into your gum and not hurt your teeth anymore. That's Fun fact. Weird. What? Just, what? You're welcome. <laughs> there were always worms They were close. Us. They were so close. <laughs> we had to get from somewhere, so. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're alive today? All right, we got one more short one before we read my favorite one. The way. I think, th- I think two and a half is good. Three yeah. Is good. Okay. <clears throat> this one's called The Hook. The mm. Hook. Yes, you, you may know this one, but. I've never, again, never read this from this book, but I think I am familiar with Story. I'm starting to really question how this was in my childhood library, but go on. Yeah, I think this was like the fifth grade situation. I'm sorry. We all shared the same library. I saw a so. squirrel and I got a little scared. <laughs> Spooked you. He went, Whoa! Okay. <clears throat> oh, that squirrel's got spots. Oh, uh, this character's name is Sarah. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me? It did. Yeah. Oh, God. Should I change the, uh, the guy's name to Clave? No. <laughs> Donald and Sarah went to the Ooh. movies. <laughs> yeah. You should switch it. Clay and Sarah's fine. And, uh, well, I don't like. I think it's funny that you said ew, so we're gonna keep that. <laughs> <laughs> Donald and Sarah went to the movies. Then they went for a ride in Donald's car. Mm. They parked on a hill at the edge of town oh. to look at stars. <laughs> From there, they could see the lights up and down the valley. Close enough. Donald turned on the radio and found some music. But an announcer broke with a news bulletin. Don't sing the hearse song. (laughs) (laughs) A murderer had escaped the state prison. He was armed with a knife and headed south on foot. 
his left hand was missing mm-hmm. and in its place he wore shing, a hook <laughs> <laughs> let's roll up the windows and lock the doors said sarah that's said a me. good idea mm-hmm. said donald that prison isn't too far away said sarah maybe we really should go home there you go sarah but it's only 10 o'clock, said Donald. <laughs> I don't care what time it is, she said. <laughs> I want to go home. Look, Sarah, said Donald. He's not going to climb all the way up here. Why would he do that? Even if he did, the doors are locked. How could he get in? Donald. <laughs> I just, I'm not... <laughs> he could take that hook and break through the window and open a door. She said, I'm scared. I want to go home. <laughs> Donald was annoyed. <laughs> Girls are always afraid of something, he said. <gasps> he started the car. Sarah thought she heard someone or something scratching at her door. <laughs> Did you hear that? She asked as they roared away. It sounded like somebody was trying to get in. Oh, sure, said Donald. Soon they got to her house. Would you like to come? <clears throat> Would you like to come in and have some cocoa? She asked. <laughs> no, he said. I've got to go home. He went around to the other side of the car to let her out. Hanging on the door handle was a hook. Oh. I should have said hanging on the door handle <laughs> was a hook. Excuse me. <laughs> Again, all of those stories were from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, collected from folklore and retold by Alvin Schwartz, drawings by Stephen Gamble. Oh, Donald, take me home. (laughs) I'm so scared. (laughs) (laughs) Donald did not sound like a keeper, though. I would have done so. No, I'm I'm not coming in for Coco. (laughs) The moment I see that hook on the handle, it'd be like a hip thrust of like, "Mm, I told you. (laughs) Okay, Talk to my daddy. I'm actually going to read two from this if that's okay because they're very fast. Yeah. You. Okay. The artwork's super cool in that. Yeah. We'll post pics. Yeah. Okay. This one was like my favorite because it was like always the teacher like made it interactive at um, Halloween time. Do we need to be interacting? Mm-hmm. Um, Do we have hooks for hands? Yeah. No, you don't know it. <laughs> oh, okay, this one's called In a Dark, Dark Room. Also the book, In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories. Retold, same guy, retold by Alvin Schwartz. Pictures by Victor Rivas. Rivas. Should someone be checking on Alvin Schwartz? Schwartz? Where can you live his life, Sarah? Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, In a Dark, Dark Room. <clears throat> so I'm going to read it how my teacher read it. So don't make fun of me. If you make fun of me. Okay. <laughs> In a Dark, Dark Room wood there was a dark dark house and in the dark dark house there was a dark dark room (laughs) and in the dark dark room there was a dark dark chest (laughs) and in that dark dark chest there was a dark dark shelf and on that dark dark shelf there was a dark dark box and in that dark dark box there was a goose It's actually like really fucking scary looking. Yeah, that's a gnarly looking <laughs> yeah. drawing. That one's really fast, so I just want to do it. Okay, my it's favorite, my favorite story. <laughs> what if it's... this was Sleep Sounds with Sinister Sunrise? Ooh, like, ooh I could. <gasps> we could. That could be a bonus. Okay. Just, like, I won't scream at the end of the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do fine. I get to sleep. 
Yeah, well, we could read spook. Like, these probably, the scary stories to tell in the dark is more like, I, I wouldn't go, shing! I would just read it. But that's up to whoever. I bet you people would definitely pay to hear Aaron talk, say it. Dude, yeah. Say what? Anything. Read the books. Oh. I love your voice. <laughs> say, oh. go on and on about your voice. I'm like, I know, I know. Thank you. She's got the good laugh. She's got the good voice. What are we here for? Oh. <laughs> that. That's... I'm just going to beat myself until I'm more like Aaron. <laughs> Sarah. I didn't mean for it to be quite yeah. as intense as that. <laughs> be better, Sarah. Be better. Ooh, I can't. Ooh, I can't. Ooh. I can't. I'm literally. Okay, I can't show you the pictures in this one because it'll... I just can't. Okay. okay. You might recognize this one. This is the very well-known one. And if you do, shush. But here I go. <clears throat> the Green Ribbon. There once was a girl named Jenny. She was like all the other girls, except for one thing. She always wore a green ribbon around her neck. Mm. There was a boy named Alfred in her class. Alfred liked Jenny, and Jenny liked Alfred. One day he asked her, why do you wear that ribbon all the time? I cannot tell you, said Jenny. (laughs) But Alfred kept asking. Why do you wear it? And Jenny would say, it's not important. Step off. Yeah. (laughs) Jenny and Alfred grew up and fell in love. One day, they got married. After their wedding, Alfred said, now that we're married, you must tell me about the green ribbon. You still must wait, said Jenny. (laughs) I'll tell you when the right time comes. (laughs) Years passed. Jenny and Alfred grew old, and one day, Jenny became very, very sick. The doctor told her she was dying. Jenny called Alfred to her side. Alfred, she said, now I can tell you about the green ribbon. Untie it, and you will see why I could not tell you before. Mm. Slowly and carefully, Alfred untied the ribbon, (laughs) and Jenny's head fell off. (laughs) Why'd they make her look like Elsa? They really like a twisted version of Elsa. Um, she kind of doesn't look like... She okay. kind of looks like Anna before. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. She got old lady with long hair, but yeah. What if she had a, a really bad, like, swastika tattoo under it? <gasps> now um, you can know. Yeah. It's, I was having an affair the whole time to hide my hickeys. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So yeah, that's all. That's it, guys. Hope you like my stories. I did. Yeah, I ordered they're them cool. on Amazon special for us. Oh, so uh, there might be more. We don't know. Well, just thought I'd give you a little taste. I mean, if not, they're just gonna sit on my bookshelf, and people might think I'm crazy, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it, next to the other shit that's on my bookshelf, mm-hmm. it'll fit right in. No, they were good. The one in a dark, dark room that reminded me, like literally, the story version of that car ad that has that zombie thing pop up or whatever that is. Oh, or they're guys... driving through the yeah. It's like peaceful. Oh, it's like pretending to be an ad, and then it's ah! that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, you didn't have any real friends that didn't make you watch that. My cousin, thanks Zach, did that, and I was not good at the time. Was Welcome, Morgan. Yep, yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, so that's all I have. Okay. Um, I all will right. again cite my sources. Well, I don't know how to do it properly. I'll get you the info, Erin. Yeah. Erin's are, again, the glue. Glue. And uh, I'll take pictures of some of the stories that have uh, images, and I will post them for our book. 
Post them for a post. Boop, boop, boop. Perfect. Karen, <laughs> you're up, ma'am. All right, all right. So I have a wild one today. Ooh, Ooh. Really crazy. Wow. Yes. Wait, what's the word? A doozy. A is doozy. it a doozy? It is. It is definitely a doozy. There's a lot yeah. that goes on. So I'm just going to dive right in. Okay. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is there a kid? There is. <laughs> and the kid has a hook for a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this story. Well, lovely. Yes. Darn. Darn. I know. Maybe in the next one. Okay. It's November 22nd, 2000 in rural East Vista, California. Michelle Ranskill Esty, a single mother and assistant um, vice president at the nearby Bank of America, woke up and began her day like any other. She went through her morning routine, dropped her seven-year-old daughter, Bria, off at school and drove to the bank. As she was completing loan documents, she noticed a man walk into the bank that really struck her as odd. Ooh, he, mm-hmm. it's never a good scene. He, <laughs> well, there's never... always like robberies and shit, you know, like <laughs> just sets up. Well, also, shut up, Sarah. Also, all I, <laughs> all I can think about is that evil genius documentary on Netflix. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. all about a bank with bro. the neck bomb. Yep. The neck bomb that I don't think was really supposed to do what it did. Yeah. I don't think I finished it. Oh, sorry. You're good. I assumed (laughs) it did something. It was, yeah. They show show it. (laughs) Oh, dang. Yeah, anyway, go on. Maybe I will watch it. Yeah, you little weirdo. For sure. (laughs) So this guy stopped at Michelle's desk, and as she was helping him, she felt very uncomfortable the entire time. She just wasn't getting a good vibe from him. When the man stood up and left the bank, Michelle decided not to mull over the interaction any longer, and she got back to work. Mm. After Michelle got off of work, she picked Bria up from school. Michelle remembered how carefree um, her and her daughter were as they were, like, hanging on the couch together right before getting dinner ready. Until they heard this loud boom coming from the front door. When Michelle turned in the direction of the noise, she spotted three masked men. all dressed in black and wielding guns, storm into her home. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Bria made a run for her mother's bedroom, and Michelle tried to run with her, but it was too late. The men grabbed her hair and held her down on the floor. As Michelle screamed, they placed their guns to her head and told her to quiet down. One of the men told her, quote, don't make us pistol whip you in front of your kid, end quote. Mm-hmm. When you said it's crazy, I didn't think you'd mean, like, whoa. Yeah. Right away. Right away, yeah. Oh it's God, a lot. I literally have chill bumps. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Did you say chill bumps? I got chill bumps. Is that what you said? It is what I said. They can also be referred to as goosebumps. Oh, no, I've never heard chill bumps. I kind of like that. Hmm. Chill bumps. That's what they eat. I feel like chill bumps would, in my mind though, is like good. Ooh, I got chill bumps. Goose is like, I got goosebumps. That's true. The one I really hate is goose pimples. Yeah, I don't use that one. I don't love it. I've said it before, but I don't love it. I got the the chili willies. Ooh, I do like a chili willy. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I like that phrase. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. what I should have said. I'm so I'm so sorry. And I'm now so sorry. He's sweating. I will be ordering more cereal. Sweat. I could have just said nothing. <laughs> yeah. Do you find yourself excessively sweating? Over things you shouldn't have said. <laughs> Over things you shouldn't think. Perhaps you, like a few of us, should go to zerosweat.com. You should. 
take advantage of listening to us and um, enter in code SINISTER at checkout for 20% off of a $15 purchase or more. Thank you. Aaron, back to you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Pistol whip in front of your kid was the last thing you said. Unfortunately, that is Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, we remember it. Yes. So Michelle listened to her assailants while holding back her cries. The men told Michelle they had scouted out the bank two miles from her home, which they knew she was a manager of. Additionally, the men admitted to observing Michelle for the past two months in order to learn her daily routines and patterns. They knew what restaurants she went out to eat at, where she went to get ice cream, and even the elementary school Bria attended. I was like, okay, well, do you want to take me on a date? Because this is a lot of a lot of effort you're putting yeah. in. Yeah. Like, hey, good. Like, what else do you know about me? Keep mm-hmm. going. Keep talking. Tell me how great I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm joking because I'm uncomfortable. That's yeah, terrible. it's very uncomfortable. Correct. Yes. They did all of this because they wanted Michelle to complete a bit of a task for them. They wanted Michelle to go into the bank's vault, <gasps> take out all of the cash she could, and place it in the duffel bag they had brought with them, and hand the money over to them. Whoa. That's mm-hmm. crazy shit. Yeah. Because it looks like you did it. It is, yeah. Oh no, some masked men came into my house. Who the fuck would believe that? Bro, these three are menacing people. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Menacing? Menacing. Yeah. They are menacing. Menacing. Menacing, yeah. (laughs) Menacing. I'm done. Is it an individual menacing person? I don't know. Goodbye. Shit. I think it'd be a menace. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) all right dennis listen (laughs) shit i'm just making i'm still uncomfortable okay Mm -hmm. you will be you'll be for a while cool (laughs) just my air kick it back on i guess but it was like unless they're moving too i don't know i think the spiders are making an army (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me what if that was what yeah Oh my god, they're in your vents! Oh my god! You would see how funny I am not in a very scary situation. <laughs> we like, we're coming back to record like the next one and we're like, I haven't heard from Aaron. I guess we just show up at six, come in, and the entire house is just spider webs. Covered. And Aaron is in like a spider web cocoon, like Lord of the Rings. Just Ooh, and Spooder sitting on her couch with a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> All the babies yes. are like watching like cartoons. Oh god. <laughs> it's always been my house. <laughs> Think you can fuck with me <laughs> on this the day of my daughter's wedding? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that spider! All right, anyway, you're not so sorry. <clears throat> so they tell her the plan, and if Michelle refused, they were going to kill her daughter in front of her. <gasps> then they would turn their weapons on Michelle and kill her. Okay, not that it matters. How old is your kid? Seven. Oh, okay, so like kind of smart enough to like maybe like know like she knew to random run to her mom's room and not like a, not like a baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. With her daughter's life on the line and no other possible course of action she could take, Michelle told the intruder she would go through with their plan. Since this heist wouldn't be going down until the morning, the intruders duct taped Michelle and Bria, who was also lying face down on the floor, shaking and terrified. The men also made sexual comments towards Michelle, telling her what they wanted to do to her. Ew. Yeah. Like baby right there? Can you just leave it alone? Your art. Never mind. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Their remarks terrified her because she was afraid that they might decide to rape her or her daughter. Ugh. Thankfully, that didn't happen, but still. Terrifying. Yes. 
While the men kept their guns pointed at Michelle and Bria, they began to ask Michelle questions, advising her to tell the truth since they already knew the answers to them. They asked her when the Brinks security truck was scheduled to drop off money at the bank and how much money was currently in the vaults. The men then told her they were in contact with their team, which consisted of six people outside of the house that were communicating using walkie-talkies. They stated how much money they needed, and then they asked Michelle to repeat their plan back to them. To ensure Michelle would go through with the plan, the men removed six of dynamite from their duffel bag, along with a detonation device, and told her, quote, if you do not do every single thing we tell you to do and do everything right with no mistakes, you will disintegrate, end quote. Oh my. I'm not okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Realizing how dire the situation was, Michelle started to focus on every little detail that she could about her assailants. She took note of the clothes the men were wearing and whether there were any noticeable tags on them. Mm -hmm. For example, she noticed that the short and stocky gunman, who she dubbed the ringleader, was wearing black Doc Martin boots. Michelle knew she needed to gather as much information as she could to take to police if she made it out of this situation alive. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Michelle and Bria were taken off of the floor and placed on the couch where they sat and comforted each other for some time. A little bit later, Michelle asked the intruders if she could use um, the bathroom, her bathroom. The ringleader told her she could and that he would escort her there. Once the light turned on and Michelle got a closer look at the ringleader's eyes, she immediately recognized him. The gunman standing in front of her was the strange man she had helped at the bank that day. Trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. There was no mistaking it since both men had the same large, bulging red watery eyes. In that moment, she also remembered that the man had handed her a business card. and She yes. knew exactly where she had placed it. The card was still inside her desk, specifically in the top right corner of the right hand drawer. Michelle took her time using the bathroom, making sure she counted the tiles behind the ringleader just right so she could have something to recall his height later on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. This gr- She's thinking of everything. Holy shit. Because, I, I mean, like, I'm bad at guessing people's ages and heights because I, well, especially, I'm very tall. So if you are, I just, if you're shorter than me, you're, sh- I'm sorry, you're either tiny or you're, like, a little more tiny. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It's... Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I would have thought to count squares. No. no. Especially not in that type of a situation. I'd I would just like, be damn, freaking I just out. Pee. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And thank so, yeah. God they let her go. I'm sorry. Like, not only is this whole situation terrible, but then there's those people who are like, no, like piss yourself. Like what like they so already just... interrupted before they got dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. Mm-mm. Around 11.30 that evening, Michelle's roommate, Kimbra, had returned from a party, and the gunmen were definitely not expecting this. The roommate was pretty intoxicated, and when the gunmen- Good job keeping an eye on her for two months. You didn't even know she had a fucking roommate? I guess not. Yeah. I don't know. But Mm. yeah, this, this they were not expecting. And- Kimbra was putting up a fight. So the guys are grabbing her and she was just not having it. She screamed at the men, cussed them out, um, basically put up as much of a fight as she could. Yeah. The assailants started to get angrier and paced around the room. One of the men even shoved the muzzle of the gun like up the roommate's nose and told her he was going to blow her head off if she didn't listen to them. The roommate was then also duct taped and constrained to her room. 
fast forward to 4.30 a.m., Bria asked Michelle if they could both lay on Michelle's bed. Michelle asked the men if she could take her daughter to a room so they could just lay down in the room for a bit. I don't even know if they've really been sleeping probably much. Exhausting. Yeah. The ringleader said they could. However, he like was just sitting there at the edge of the bed watching them the entire time while keeping his gun on them. So that probably didn't help. <laughs> Man, I'd no. be a terrible kidnapper. I need sleep. I was also thinking I that. need a nap, bro. Don't they need to sleep? I guess not. I don't know. They probably prepared. Like our shifts or something. Yeah. Maybe. There's three of them. Yeah, there is three so. of them. He woke Michelle up two hours later, telling her it was time to go to work. Michelle began to go through her normal work routine as best she could, but as she was blow-drying her hair, the ringleader unplugged the hairdryer and told her her time was up. The men pulled out the sticks of dynamite and began to strap it onto Michelle's, Bria's, and the roommate's backs. Michelle recalled the largest of the three men fastening the dynamite on her so tightly she could hardly breathe. Oh, no. Bria began to cry when the gunman went over to secure the dynamite to her back. And Michelle knew her daughter was terrified. Yeah. And according to Michelle, her daughter didn't know what was going on or what the man was like putting on her. So not wanting to scare her any further, she convinced Bria that the men were putting like these tracking devices on them. Mm-hmm. So they would know, just know their whereabouts. Okay. Yeah. So she was. That's what you have to. I am yeah. not strong enough to be a parent. I know. Because in that time you're like, gotta lie, let's go. Like I would be like. I'd be so. Over. Yeah. Stumbling over my words. Snotting I, myself from yeah. crying. I can't breathe out of my mouth because the tape. Mm-hmm. Let alone this girl's counting tiles so she knows how tall her assailants are. But it's fine. Yeah. Wild. The ringleader then grabbed Michelle's arm, pulled her down to the couch, and told her, quote, you have 10 minutes to say everything you need to say to your daughter because this is going to be the last time you'll ever see her alive if you mess this up. End quote. After speaking with Bria and trying to reassure that everything would be okay, The ringleader then led her daughter to her bedroom and forced her into the closet. Michelle grabbed a piece of paper and pen for her daughter and told her to write a note while she was gone that she would read once she returned. Before leaving, the gunman reminded her they would kill Bria and the roommate if Michelle botched the heist. I know my little attitude. I would probably like, I get it. All right. Yeah. You've made that very clear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I die. Yep. One of the worst moments for Michelle, I'm sure, was when she had to walk away from her daughter, all while listening to her daughter cry and plead for her to stay. But Michelle knew if she didn't listen to the men, they would kill Bria, and she wasn't going to let that happen. Michelle, um, this, I'm not sure who's, I'm assuming it's her car she drove, and there was a gunman in it. This little bit, I'm not too sure of. So Michelle drove her car to the bank, and when she arrived, she immediately went to her desk, She pulled out the drawer she had placed the gunman's business card in, and thankfully, it was still there and still in the same place she had left it. So she shut the drawer and checked her phone for any voicemails, which she would do on any normal workday, but she froze when she remembered that the assailants had warned her against using her phone at all to try to call the police or anyone else, obviously, for help. She thought that was it. It was over. You know, she screwed up, but fortunately, nothing happened. Okay. Yeah. Michelle got back to pretending to work as much as she could with dynamite strapped to her and tried not alerting her employees that anything was wrong. When the Brinks truck arrived and dropped off money for the bank that day, Michelle got to work transferring the money into the vault with the help of another employee. 
The vault utilized a dual control system, so another body was required for her to gain access to the vault, so she needed another employee with her. Okay. What the gunman didn't know, though, was that Michelle had her own game plan. So once inside the vault, she told her employee everything that had transpired a few hours ago, even showing her the dynamite taped to her back. Michelle told the employee to jot down any serial numbers or special markings on the dynamite and informed her not to alert police just yet. Once she got word that Bria was safe and in one piece, Michelle would contact the employee later when it was safe to reach out to the cops. Yeah. Smart. Mm Mm-hmm. The employee understandably started freaking out, so much so that Michelle had to calm her down. <laughs> I was like, girlfriend, this is not your time. Okay, no. I need you to get it together. <laughs> I, now there are there are three lives on the line now, and you're probably mixed in with it. So get yeah. it together. Mm-hmm. We can freak out over a margarita when yep. this is over. Yep. Wow. I was gonna this say, lady has it together. Also, in like, you're probably she's probably so stressed. But she had all that time of, like, not sleeping to make, to, like, kind of plan this out. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, like, so, they weren't screaming at her the whole time or, like, I mean, they get, like they made her repeat the plan and she, was like, the whole time was probably like, okay, I've got this step by step and now I can include my little, my little sidestep that you don't know about, bitch. Yeah. Okay. She was definitely thinking of other things, her own game plan, like yeah. I said. Um. Once she had the employee's full attention, she laid out what needed to happen. (laughs) Michelle told her to contact corporate security, not the cops, and that she needed to relax and stay calm or else the gunmen would realize something was wrong. Michelle started grabbing money and placing it into the duffel bag and stacked the cash in the order the assailants instructed her to. Hundreds on the bottom, then 50s, then 20s, then 10s, and so on and so forth um, on top of that. She was also ordered not to put any marked cash into the bag unless she wanted them to return to her home and kill her. So she didn't. She didn't place any marked cash in there. Michelle had no idea how much money she had grabbed, but once it was full, she left the bank and returned to her car. The duffel bag, which before had been empty, now contained $360,000. Whoa! Michelle threw the duffel bag onto the passenger seat of the vehicle. Now sure exactly where the gunman was sitting in the car but she then drove her and one of the gunmen to the drop-off point like the back seat or something yeah like right to say her. yeah and then once she dropped him off again at this drop-off point not sure where exactly it was the gunman told her she was free to drive home can we get this dynamite off though like please that did not happen so michelle rushed home as quickly as she could At that point, an hour had gone by, and she had no idea what she would find when she returned. When she drove up to her house, she noticed that her roommate's car wasn't there, and once she reached the front door, she saw that chairs had been placed against it on the inside, basically as a means to block anyone from getting in. Michelle had to basically shove the door and force her way inside to her own home. Once in, she heard her daughter's voice say, Mommy, we're back here. They're still alive. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Yes. We can breathe this eye of relief. (laughs) Bria was found in the same place she had been left in, sitting in her closet, while the roommate was still bound with duct tape in her bedroom. So, left in the same place. They didn't have the sticks of dynamite on them anymore, though, which the intruders had removed before they had fled. Once Michelle had freed her daughter, the two worked together to remove the duct tape still bound to Kimbra's hands and feet. 
Michelle, however, still had dynamite strapped to her back, and since she had no idea if it would detonate or not, she told her daughter and roommate to leave the house and get help. The roommate basically argued (laughs) with Michelle, stating that the gunmen had just ripped off the dynamite from their backs without a care in the world. They hadn't been gentle with removing it at all, so the roommate... Yeah, time has passed. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically the roommate was like, if they can do it like that, I can do it too. That's a lot of confidence. Holy shit. Yeah. Michelle caved in and was like, okay, like, let's just get this off of me. You shouldn't want an honor any longer. Let's do it. And you she probably want to just have that moment of like, uh, yeah. Again, <laughs> she's still not to get this off. Yeah. She's still not breathing easy. So she waited as her roommate ran for scissors and cut the duct tape and dynamite off of her back. Mm-hmm. She placed everything on the retaining wall to give to police later. And the three of them ran to their neighbors to call for help. Okay. The local authorities and the FBI were involved in the investigation. According to Casey Glenn's reporting for CBS News, the dynamite sticks turned out to be fake. No. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Actually, well, yeah, good. Yeah. You know what? Screw it. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, they were not real. <sighs> Even with the overwhelming pressure she was under, Michelle was able to gather a fair amount of detail and information regarding the assailants. She told investigators they needed to get to the bank and grab the ringleader's business card she had placed in her desk, which had the man's name, Christopher Butler, on it. According to the... What an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Not even a fake name. (laughs) According to... It's not a fake name? No. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe they're that confident. I don't really know. Maybe he thought she would just throw it away. Yeah. But Michelle did not. Like, oh, you're just a nobody that I Mm -hmm. met at the bank. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, she kept it. According to the Chicago Tribune, Butler and another assailant, Christopher Huggins, were arrested in Oceanside two weeks after the attack. And the third assailant, Robert Ortiz, was arrested in Milwaukee in February after the case and his description was profiled on America's Most Wanted. Yeah. During the trial, Butler claimed had had an affair with Michelle and that it was her who had devised the plan to rob the bank. Oh, my God. The presiding judge, Joan Weber, didn't believe Butler and told the court that his claims were, quote, unquote, a pack of lies. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, she, good judge. Yeah. And in articles I read, they the police did have to look into Michelle and make sure it wasn't an inside job. So I'm I sure mean, that, that sucked. Mm-hmm. So, but. But I feel like there's so much proof it was not. Like, oh, yeah. Also, like, she's, she kept no money, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like there's no benefit for her in this situation it seems not at all butler was sentenced to two consecutive life terms along yeah. with an additional 64 years for charges of kidnapping and armed robbery Woo! Yes. Bye. Mm-hmm. a few years later his sentence slightly changed since a conspiracy conviction was overturned therefore reducing the added 64 years to 52 years oh no i know still world of difference a lot mm-hmm. of time The two subordinates, Robert Ortiz and Christopher Huggins, were also given life sentences, plus another 32 years in prison. I love it. Love to see it. Did, I only read this in one article, but in the CBS article, there was a fourth suspect that confessed to being involved in the heist, but the judge threw out her confession and the suspect was acquitted. Okay. No idea who it is, her relation to the three men, the three assailants. I have no idea. Did they prove? Sorry, th- never mind. I'm gonna let you talk because you might answer it. Oh, that's all I know. I guess she, this woman, confessed to being a part of it, and the judge just threw a confession out. 
so but those people so the whole like we've got six other people in involved in this was a lie correct that Damn, was a lie they are mm-hmm. bold ass people Holy yep shit. yep that mm-hmm. is insane it is insane Criminal one. so after the fact both Michelle and Bria suffered from severe post-traumatic stress, uh, yeah. and since the attack, they haven't returned to their home, and Michelle hasn't returned to the bank. Due to her PTSD, Michelle wasn't able to work, and she and her daughter began living like in like hotels and different motels for short stints. Michelle, who changed her last name to Renee after the incident, went on to write a book about her experience titled Held Hostage, telling Ruth Marvin Webster from the San Diego Union Tribune, quote, by writing it all down, I was giving my trauma destination so it couldn't breed inside me, end quote. Michelle also went on to found the Violent Trauma Awareness Project, a nonprofit organization whose goal is to help victims of violent crimes. Michelle is also currently writing two other nonfiction books, one titled Fear, Fear, Go Away, which is a guide to dealing with trauma and includes strategies her and Bria used, which helped them cope after the attack. Wow. The other book titled I Can Be Your Hero is a oh. self-help book about relationships, which was inspired by an incident Michelle had with her daughter and occurred four months after they were taken hostage. Michelle and Bria had gone to the movies and a black man and his son sat next to them. Bria told her mom she wanted to move, which Michelle knew was due to the fact that two of the assailants were black. Yeah. But she also knew she didn't want her daughter growing up to fear all black people. Right. In her interview with Ruth Marvin Webster, she stated, quote, right there, I knew that whether we moved or not was a decision that would shape her world. I told her they were not them and said we were not going to move. I refuse to be prejudiced. This book is about the little decisions we make every day that shape our world. End quote. Wowie zowie. Yeah. Today, Michelle says she no longer has a false sense of security. She moved to a populated urban area where she always locks her doors and even had bars installed on her windows. The family did have to deal with another sudden hardship, though. At the age of 18, Bria was diagnosed with acute onset multiple sclerosis and was told she would never walk again. After doing a bit of digging, though, I found out that Bria defied the odds. She went on to go to college and became an MS awareness advocate. According to EverydayHealth.com, Bria made YouTube videos about living with MS and started the Bria Renee Foundation with the future goal of awarding scholarships to students with MS and other neurological conditions. And not to be stalkery, but I did find both Bria and Michelle on Facebook, and it seems like both of them are happy making the most of their lives, which I really don't like to do and like dive into people's lives, but like the last thing i'd read was from like 2014 right i was like good hopefully they're still okay when did this when did the whole incident occur 2000 and 2000 okay 2000 yeah so yeah so they've had that's so if that was the last thing you read then there's definitely a a lot of time after i know that's why i was like hopefully they're still okay and yeah so it yeah seems like they're doing pretty well this is so serious yes can this family not catch a break right It's a very, very sad thing. Yeah. Definitely overcoming the odds all around. And it seems like they've learned a lot in that experience and it's pushed them forward in their future. They sound very like humbled people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that is the mm. I Survived story of Michelle and Bria Renee. If you want to, there is an episode, an I Survived episode I watched, comes from season one um, on Amazon Prime. It's episode eight. Other places say it's a different episode. 
but episode eight, on Amazon Prime. Season, season one. one. Yeah, okay. has her story in there. And I, like the little very minute, like sentence or two description they give, I was kind of going through it because I was like, I haven't done I Survive Story. I want like yeah. an in- interesting one to do. That and I just read the one, like Intruders, Bank Heist. I was like, oh, here we go. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot in two sentences. Yeah. I was like, I'm looking up nothing else. I'm just going to watch it. But nice. yeah. That is their story. Well, thank you for. I mean, it's very sad and very. It is, yes. Like shake. I know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like, thank you for doing a survive one. Yeah, appreciate you. Yes, (laughs) it's a good change. Change of pace. Little change of pace. Mm -hmm. Now I know what to do. I guess if someone breaks, I will lock my doors. Making a yes, I will lock my doors. I know you're the worst. Someone was above me. They're gonna hear how something happened. Hopefully, they're out of town. I got a bitchy neighbor. She hears everything. I'm sure she would throw a fit. She heard someone <laughs> screaming in my house. She'd yeah. be right over. Mm. <laughs> Watch her listen to this like, oh, I know what you mean. I know. <laughs> okay, well, whew. today I am talking about electroshock therapy. Ooh. Cue the Halloween music. Okay, so what do you guys think of when I say electroshock therapy i'm gonna opt out because i have a very strong opinion of your topic so i'm gonna opt out of my thoughts and what i think it is because i know what it is oh i picture like you play something on someone's head and has all these electrodes and they just go and they zap you like a black mirror episode yep (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) not quite um a lot of people probably think of like an american horror so American horror story mm-hmm. scene where a patient is being like medically abused. I'm here to tell you that is actually not what it is. Um, and it's also not called electroshock therapy. People do say that, but it's actually electroconvulsive therapy or ECT as I will be calling it for the rest of my turn because it is way easier and mm-hmm. your girl has some stutters. <laughs> um, yes. I'm not saying it hasn't been used poorly because people can be animals, but that is not what it's for. So let's do my favorite thing and take a little itty bitty look at history. It was created in 1930s, or at least that's when it was recorded and studied. Mm -hmm. Around that time, well, no, 1903, Topsy the Elephant ordeal happened. TV was invented in the 1920s. We're using electricity for everything, so why not? Wait, what's the elephant thing again? Didn't you do a whole thing on it? I did. Why is my brain... Because you probably wanted... To push it out. Okay, don't <laughs> say it. I, I forget I asked. No, I don't want to know. Sarah, move on. <laughs> don't look at me. Ah! <laughs> I remember it's being bad. I remember... Oh, the public execution. There it is. Damn! Yeah. Fuck! Right. It was in there, wasn't it? It was, it was tucked deep. away. Oh, it was tucked. God damn it. All right. Yes. Huh. Um, really quick. Some 1930s trivia for anyone significant other that is being forced to listen to us, perhaps on a road trip. <laughs> um, fun for the whole fam. So, which cookie company got their start in the 1930s? They're still around today. Famous Amos. Okay. I thought it was Famous Amos for a long time. Up until college. Clavin, Amos. No, Clavin's like, don't you mean Amos? And I was like, you're an idiot. It's Wait, Amos. Amos? Amos. And he's like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Famous Amos. Do you know how many times, again, I've said that and no one has said a goddamn thing to me? It's fine. It's because we weren't around to call you out and your shit. I guess. Just a cookie company? I'm not going to know. They're famous cookie company. Famous. I have another guess. Because <laughs> I'm not confident in my first one. Do they only make cookies? And does. 
Pillsbury. It is Toll House Cookies. Ah. Nes- you mean Nestle Toulouse. I do. 1933. <laughs> is that the one with the little, is it a leprechaun on it? No, bitch. That is Keebler. <laughs> I don't eat cookies. <laughs> Nestle Toll House is the, is the yellow every cookie dough. It comes in, they can do tubs, they do the slice oh, and bake. Oh, kind of. You've eaten in the frozen hundreds of times. You've seen them. Yeah. It's them in Pillsbury. It's yeah. like yellow. It's black. It's a like brown font. Nestle to Laos. I'm going to look Maybe. <laughs> All right, we got two more. What sticky material did a banjo playing engineer named Richard Drew invent in 1930? Rubber cement. It's rubber cement? Glue. It is scotch tape. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. When you said banjo player, I was like, maybe he put it on his fingers to protect. I don't think it has anything to do with the banjo. Oh, okay. But it was put in there when I was reading, and I was like, well, I guess that is interesting. <laughs> he invented the first transparent adhesive tape. Um, bonus fact, he also invented the first masking tape in 1925. All right. All right, last one for the whole fam. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I showed Aaron oh, okay. the cookie yeah. picture. Now that I see the picture in yeah. my mind. Okay. Which American superhero was born in 1938? American superhero? Comic book superhero. 1938. I guess I'll go with Superman. Superman. Damn. I thought you were doing this. The Superman pose is like a... I was thinking it was Superman when you said it. I was like, I'm going to wait for your Morgan's guess. Damn it. No. And... Back to our regular schedule. Okay, I really love what you do trivia. I thought it was a fun break. Yeah. Um, okay. So ECT's aim is to use electricity to induce seizures in a patient. This sounds, pun intended, insane, but it wouldn't be the first terrible physical experience for therapeutic purposes. So the author of the Scientific American article on electroconvulsive therapy compared it to chemotherapy for cancer. Like, it's not pleasant, but it does work. Okay. So, like I said, it was invented in the late 1930s in Italy. Scientists knew that inducing seizures helped with certain mental illnesses. And actually they've known since the time of, um, that is not how you spell Hippocrates, but I spelled Hippocrates, <laughs> where he had witnessed that a bout of malaria induced seizures in an quote unquote insane patient would cure them. Which, okay, can you just picture the moment of like an older man in a toga, like all you got to do, give him malaria, zip, zap, zap, fixed. Like, get out, sir. Please. Like, yeah, let's fix something that is, you know, possibly manageable in other ways. Yeah. Like giving them a fucking disease. But I don't know if they knew how to yeah, yeah. manage. Jesus Christ. I love, I love history. People are yeah. so fucking What weird. should we do? Just give them malaria. Just do it. <laughs> it's as simple as you can see. Okay. So you do see it again and again now throughout history. So slowly the idea of inducing seizures for psychological reasons is evolving and becoming more and more accepted. And every generation has a little more science as to how to use it, how to perfect it. Boom. Now it's the 20th century. We're making meds, they, they. Mm-hmm. Doctors in the late 1920s, early 1930s started using a chemical called metrazole. It was administered. I could not figure out if it's intra or intervenously, but it's put in your veins. That's okay. what that one is. Inter. Intervenous. I even- <laughs> I literally tried to Google it and it took me to some like medical website. What, what were the two options? Intra and intravenously. I think inter is into. If you're a nurse and you listen, or a doctor or medical student, intra. Let us know. Are you? Are there two? Are there two words or how to say it? 
I think there's two words, intra and inter. Intervenous, I think. No. Well, one of them, I think, is like it cycles through your veins. And I think one is injected into and then kept. This one is injected into. Intra means within. The inter, call is inter, coming from within the veins. As in happening within a single thing. Inter means between, as in happening between two things. So I think it would still be inter. Like sure. the needle in your... It's in your veins. Intervenous. Sounds great. Intervenous flytrap. Guess what? They get it. They get an injection. Yes. yes None of us are in the medical field. <laughs> Can you tell? Can you tell? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Someone's probably like, yeah. Yeah, I got all my uh, medical knowledge from house, so that <laughs> Good ass show. Mm, so good. Um, okay, so put the veins, and it was created with the hopes of inducing a completely controllable and reproducible convulsion. Because, as you uh, can imagine, <laughs> inducing malaria is not a way to control anything. You don't say. Yes. <laughs> but metrazole is insane all in itself. Um, when it was invented, it was tested on 110 patients. 54 of them made a um, big turnaround that had remission. So pretty high percentage. Of what? Of, um, like, showing better. Um, these people had mental illnesses. Now it's less severe. Okay, so, like, stability. Yes. Stability. Okay. I'll get into a minute, like, what it's used for now, but. Cool. A lot of times, like, a patient was, like, um catatonic or something like you don't speak you don't really move mm-hmm. they would try and use this to like reboot okay. the system so to speak gotcha. okay they don't exactly know why it works but it just does mm-hmm. like they stumbled on it by accident yeah as you can see with the malaria stuff but however doctors and nurses had to chase patients around the room because <sighs> no one wanted to take this you know shit yeah why why <laughs> a girl has to wonder hmm because of the side effects. So after being injected with it, I know this is a total like side quest, but it seemed really interesting. Um, patients would just get a look of pure terror because uh-huh. it's inducing a seizure and they feel all of it. They're perfectly aware. It's just like, it's coming on. They can feel it. Aww. It's terrifying. Also during these intense seizures, patients would break bones from thrashing <gasps> and not just like the wrists or Poor Conor McGregor's ankles. Oh, God. Oh, oh did you want to see that last night? Yes, Oops. I did. I mean, that ankle hit the mat. Side note, Clay and I were watching it, and I was like, no, it doesn't even look that bad. And then he just moves his leg, and you see only part of his leg goes with it. And you're like, yeah. Oh. And he was talking smack while, like, laying there. Make sure they said it's like a medical injury. He didn't beat me. And I was like, mm, you beat yourself, but Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> what a terrible way to go. Yes. <laughs> go down. Well, this is still worse. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. But metrazole sucks. They wouldn't just break um, their wrists and stuff. They had fractures to their vertebrae in their spine. <gasps> so it is like a very intense full body. Were they not like strapping them down or anything? I think it, so. Maybe not at first, but they did start strapping them down and maybe they couldn't move as much. That's why you're twisting your spine so much. And they were like cracking vertebrae. Oh, dang. Yes. Okay, literally, I'm about to bark. Oh, my God. It is rough. Whoa. Again, you can see why they were like, please don't give that to me. Um, Do these people have a say? Because it was an experiment, I don't know how much say. Yeah. And also, yet again, it's like a... People. So, 1920s and 30s is probably what is... Yeah, this, this is still the time of, like, asylum, so... I don't want to say yeah. no or yes, I mean, but I don't think it was the best time. There's been so many other times in history where they've just 
given random people stuff so but also if the, it shows improvement i can see why the nurses are like i know this sucks but it's gonna help in the long run mm-hmm. yeah, that's disgusting it it's a hard it's a hard one um they also a lot of patients developed pulmonary tuberculosis fun and there was damage to the patient's muscles around their heart and they developed oh. hypertension mm. so great great and also Fun. Uh, there was no antidote to like stop the seizures. You kind of had to just <gasps> ride it out. Spider babies. Yeah. It's a spider baby. Little spider friend wanted to join. Morgan just caught it by the web. Oh, he's moving too fast. Spider murder in the house. <laughs> no, he was this too. This time it wasn't me. Ugh, he was too zippy. <laughs> okay, I feel like he's on me. They do be like that sometimes. <laughs> they do be like that sometimes. I swear to God, if you fucking see something, and the spider, the spider takeover begins. Thank you, though. That was close to my head. Yeah, that would have gotten it. in yeah. my hair, and I would have never known. He was very small, but. Okay, my hairdresser would have found it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so not great. It is more it is more controllable than like past methods, but a long way to go. So around 1937, our main Ooh, we're man. We're moving up in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our main man, Ugo Serletti, was thinking, how do we get Ooh. jazzier? Ugo Serletti. Spell that. U G O. Oh. You ain't got no. I thought I was like I thought you were just saying. I thought it was Hugo. My bad. No. Oh. No, I'm, I'm caught tired calling your ass out. <laughs> he is Italian. Hugo. 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 I'm going to give you some methadone, and we are going to see if we break your spine. That's what I hear. No, he did. He was the, he was um, electric convulsive therapy. Oh, cool. So hmm. he used electricity. And Serletti, he was a specialist in epilepsy, and he had done a lot of animal trials where he had used electric shock to cause convulsions. So he did know this this worked, like this is how you can cause a seizure. Okay. But he, I know it sounds like animal abuse, but he was doing that so then he could try treatments to stop the seizures. Well, I know the word specialist really doesn't mean a lot back then, but it's a lot nicer than like some dude found this thing and thought it was good. So. He was at least trying yeah, for really good and results. had it like a title. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a self-given title, but he did make ECT, so we're going to go with it. Um, He did slowly move on to experiment with other animals, and then eventually he got a crew together to help him create one for humans. Um, And he did this by having them watch him use it on pigs that were about to be slaughtered. He used it as an anesthesia for them, which is terrifying and kind all at the same time. Because ECT does cause memory loss. Like, just like during Mm. the... um, I'll get to a second, but you would not remember it happening. Oh, okay. So he and two colleagues built the first apparatus that could be monitored and used to treat mental illnesses. They tested on some patients that had acute onset schizophrenia. And the first group received 10 to 20 shocks every other day. Ooh. Sorry, they, sorry, excuse me. Overall, 10 to 20, you get one shock a day every other day. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes more sense. I was, like, yes. I was a little worried. <laughs> yes. No. I mean, like I know any a lot. It I mean, sounds I intense, things, but, but it's just it's one a day every other day. Okay. Okay. They are not trying to murder people. 
Um, <laughs> That's a first. And Sorry. we got one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and all almost all their patients, they made a really good turnaround. And this is because, like I was just saying, ECT causes retrograde amnesia. So the patient doesn't have to remember having the seizure or anything right before it. So unlike the metrazole, sorry, there isn't any terror or even negative feelings toward the treatment. It's also a lot more controllable than chemical treatments. But there are a couple downsides. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yes. Mm. First and foremost, it was being abused in asylums. I bet. Which is why everyone has the really bad look of it. Because especially in one that flew over the cuckoo's nest, which was based on a real asylum, which is terrible. Um, yeah, that was like the two things that went on their temples and then the bite and then they yes. like shot the shit out of them. It's not like that. That's not what they're supposed to do. But I guess because it is so easy to use and the results are so quick, it's a... They'd rather deal with you as a, almost a vegetable rather than someone who like is mentally unstable. And I don't want to give anyone excuses, but I will say like from the asylums we've looked at, they were grossly overpopulated they could not control everyone i can see you getting fed up and just trying to i can also see people being animals so whichever one you are don't do it ever. people mm-hmm. being animals like the people doing it oh yeah okay. yeah I was like, yeah Whoop. oh yeah no 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 no. yes the people doing the that shocking. was the most midwest yes no answer no the no people, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no yes yes yeah the people that were abusing it i think is terrible yeah like and animalistic of them yes. to do so okay I'm because good. These are still people. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure enough. <laughs> yeah. Bet your bottom dollar. Um, yeah, so not great. Not an awful treatment. Just at these institutions, they were not being great. Um, they were giving these troublesome patients several shocks a day as well. <gasps> oh, that's, yeah. Many times without the proper sedation or restraint. So not good. So they took what Yugo did and mm-hmm. then like twisted it into their own fucking thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He sounded like he was like, all right, baby steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Yes. Because also, I like Hugo quite a bit. I mean, I didn't meet him, obviously, but like, <laughs> he invented this and then he kept kind of building on it. Like, mm-hmm. um, so as time went on, psychiatrists and Hugo did start to realize there was a need for muscle relaxers so the patients didn't hurt themselves. Okay. And then they also started putting in anesthesia to avoid any pain from the electricity. Because more likely than not, you were not going to remember, you're not going to feel it. But that 1% chance you do, they just want to make sure, like, at no point are you in discomfort, whether you remember it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't need the, – the discomfort isn't the treatment. Yes. So there no there doesn't need – that doesn't need to be part of it. If yes. you can avoid it. He also started using mouth guards because that's a thing you need. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I'm a fan of you, Gail, honestly. As don't far bite as, your tongue. Don't yeah. bite the tongue. As far as, like, psychiatrists making mad tests, he does not seem like that kind of – Man, but which is crazy because his has the most potential to be like crazy, crazy. I mean, it was. It was. Yeah. It was abused really bad. Exactly. Well, yeah. Right. Um. Da, da, da. Yes. Another argument was that people were using it as a treatment for homosexuality. Uh-huh. Which uh, hashtag all American, in that American Horror Story. Yeah. Let's just put a whole big, big no lid on that. All of it. All of so it. So many problems. Mm-hmm. Um. So fast forward. Fast forward and stop. Okay, we are here now. <laughs> and stop. <laughs> ECT is used as a last method for treating individuals with severe, 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 <laughs> severe depression, severe mania, or catatonia, which is like I was saying, someone doesn't move or they have fast, weird movements. Um, and it could also be used to help with agitation and aggression, 
which is why the staff was abusing it at those mental institutions. But today it does have a really big positive impact and it's not nearly as terrifying. Um, so I'm just gonna walk you through what would happen. So first and foremost, before you even get into the chair, your doctor is going to get your full medical history. Um, he's got to have a physical, get a psychiatric assessment. And in some states you have to get two to three psychiatrists to see you and approve this treatment. Oh, okay. Yes, you have to also get basic blood tests, um, an ECG to check your heart health and discuss the risks. <laughs> you have to take your heart health because of um, it does hurt the muscles around your heart, or it could. So they have to make mm. sure you could take it. You're not going to die. Yeah. Because I think maybe at first people were dying. But we got it fixed. We got it figured out. Checking stuff. We're all yeah. good. <laughs> Calming it down. Um, and then you also have to discuss the risk of anesthesia just for its own sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, same as you would for a surgery. Or a, yes. You know. Yeah. 100% yes. The actual procedure... How long do you think the actual procedure takes? I'm out. Um, I five mi- mi- minutes maybe. I don't know. Ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. And that is with the added time of prep and recovery. Okay. So day of treatment. Here we go. You're sat in a calming room. Um, some of them now you can select what music you want. I was listening to a podcast and a professional was asked what kind of music was requested the most, and he said it varies, but he gets a lot of requests for hip hop <laughs> and pop. <laughs> That's fun. So I guess it's not as intense as it used to be because people feel very relaxed. Like, just put on some jams. I'm only going to be here for 10 minutes. It's, it's, like like, it's like you're like a mental health spa. Yeah, yeah that's what I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. Just loosen up. Let's yeah. do it. Um, you get your tunes, and then you get an IV. And this is for the anesthetic and the muscle relaxers. Again, just ensuring you're not going to have any discomfort whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You then get little electrodes placed on your heads. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's these little things. Oh, very sciencey, not weird. It's not too thing like sty- like a headset on your head. Yeah. It is no. like little small electrodes like you would go if you were doing like a heart test or yes. you know, checking your breathing or your heart rate. But because now they have so much control, they can even like start a seizure on one side of your brain, the other, or both. Like they have wow. it down to a science. It is a science, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we've gotta really figure it out. Yeah. The proverbial we not obviously I don't do it. Um Okay, so next you get the blood pressure cuff on your ankle. And this is so, this is a little fun, a little fun fact. This is so the muscle relaxer doesn't go to that foot and the doctor can safely monitor your seizure activity. So your foot will be shaking, like that's the seizure. And that's the only part of you that's really going to have any movement. Oh, cool. Okay. So you're able to keep it contained-ish or? Yes, one to make sure it is working, you are getting you know, yeah. what you thought you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just make sure nothing's going awry. Like, if nothing's moving, they know something's wrong. Okay. So, yes. got it. And they know when it starts and stops that way, too. Because you do have monitors on, but this is just a way to, like, physically see, okay, this is what's so happening. they stop the blood flow to your foot, kind mm-hmm. of? Slow it down? Okay. Yeah, okay. that way the muscle relaxer doesn't get down to that part of your body. Okay. I am with it. I was, okay. No, it's- Also, I didn't know you could put a... I mean, I get it. I guess I never thought you could put a blood pressure cuff anywhere else on your body. but Just a foot. Just a foot. <laughs> um, okay. Then you're going to receive an oxygen mask and or a mouth guard. Again, not scary. Just making sure everything's going to work normal. They're going to do a few more checks on your brain and your heart monitor. Wait for the anesthesia to set in. And here we go. You're out. You're then going to receive a small electric current to pass 
to your brain for less than 60 seconds. Again, it is not like the 30 minute thing you're going to see in a horror movie. It's really quick. Um, minutes later, the short term anesthesia and muscle relaxers wear off and you are awake and in recovery. So that's it. Most patients experience memory loss for a few minutes to a few hours immediately after the procedure. A typical treatment is six to 12 um, total treatments for two or three treatments a week until the necessary amount has been reached. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just one jock a day, six times, a couple times a week, until you're done. Okay. Um, most people can resume daily activities immediately, but some are asked to not return to work, make important decisions, or drive 24 hours to two weeks after, just depending on symptoms and severity of the process. Wow. Yes. Um, because there is so much prep done now, it's a lot safer. People show dramatic improvement after six sessions. Um, and it's not nearly as rare as you would think. Around 100,000 Americans per year get this treatment. So I feel like I'm now doing an ad for ECT, but I think it really does help people and it's more important than a sinister ending. So be good to yourself. Do what you got to do to be happy and healthy. That's my bit. Sarah, I want to applaud you. I have a very close friend in my life who has this, who's used ECT mm-hmm. and you did a very good job. Thank you. I obviously I'm not an expert, but I, I didn't think you'd ever not cover it well, but it is, <laughs> you did a good job of explaining that. When, when I was first told that my friend was going to go through this, I was, yeah, very, okay, I was shocked. And, sorry, mm-hmm. it's the best way I can describe no it. I was intended. literally, yeah, I was just like, like, mm-hmm. again, everyone thinks it's this horrible thing yeah. that makes you, a veg, like, in a vegetative state, and it's it's not. The short-term memory thing is, I've, I've read also, is very, very common, mm-hmm. and, yeah, it is not... It is just as a form of treatment as is medication, therapy, mm-hmm. all of that. So, yeah, really, really good job. Thank you. Yeah, there was um, there's a nurse telling her story about how she had to go through it. And, like, it, it significantly helped her because she was, like, catatonic. She couldn't get herself out of bed. She couldn't do mm-hmm. anything. And when we say catatonic, it's not someone having a bad day staying in bed. It's, like, it is – you cannot move. Yeah. Like, it is medically – you cannot move. Um. And so she does this. I think she had to do like the full 12, made a total recovery, mm-hmm. goes on to have this awesome life. Everyone she tells, she's like, oh, yeah, like I used to be in this bad place. I got electric, I got electric convulsive therapy. And everyone's eyes are always like, you did what? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. Like, oh, no, let me explain it to you. Like, yeah. So she said she eventually just stopped telling people because she's like, I don't want like that stigma, but it's not bad. It's not. But then it sucks because it's like, no, yeah. girl, we need people like you to break the stigma with that. So. I just think it's not as sexy to put a safe procedure on TV. Mm. So, yeah. If you Drama. need it, <laughs> consider it. It seems to really work for people who use it. So, Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's Good. all I had. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Started off a little weird, then we got cool. <laughs> you talking about my stories? <laughs> no, I'm talking about oh, electric <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, they were okay. It started off with Hippocrates being like, give them malaria and see what it does. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a ghost. <laughs> uh, well, that was 60. 76. Yeah. I, whoop, whoop, I had a moment. I knew it was 70, but I said six because I'm 76. Yep. Oof. Wow. Uh, anyway, that is the conclusion of episode 76. Uh, 
like we stated before, if you want to head over to zerosquat.com and use code sinister at checkout, you can get 20% off of a $15 purchase or more. If you want to send us um, any topic suggestions, either individual or group, or better yet, a game that we can play. Oh, that's a good one. To have it. Yeah. We'd love a listener suggestion for a game. Mm-hmm. Um, send those to Sinister Sunrise Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. And also leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Follow us on whatever platform, Spotify, whatever it may be. If you're there, we're there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're there. We're there. Um, I think that's it. I think so. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.